This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. All right, if you got a Bible, pull out your Bible. If you got the Bible app, pull out the Bible app. I am excited. I'm full of the Lord. I can feel his presence. I can feel the energy of the Lord. Praise God, because I did not sleep much last night. Uh, Ben had his friend over for a sleepover. They slept in that room, so Michael had to sleep in our room. And uh, I don't usually get to bed until pretty late on uh, on Saturday nights. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Yep, yep, we can put it right here. Yep, 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 just keep setting up. I didn't get to bed super late, and last night... Um, I couldn't fall asleep because Michael was in our room sleeping and he was breathing through his mouth, okay? It was just like, it's like a, like a whistle sound. You know what I mean? It was just like a whistling sound and I would like shake him. He'd be like, you know? And then for whatever reason last night, Jess was just talking a lot. And like, you know what I mean? Just like conversations. And then I would like, you know, shake her. And then she'd get mad at me. And I'm like, listen, I can't win during the day or the night. Like, you just get mad at me all the time. You know what I mean? So uh, it took me a while to get to sleep, but I can feel um, the presence of the Lord, and it's going to be a really great day. Hey, if you weren't here last week, uh, it's okay. We have a podcast. Uh, You can go to YouTube and check out our YouTube page. Last week's message is on there. Uh, we're doing a couple weeks on this message called Don't Run. Last week we talked about not running from God, but running to God, running to understand how to build a life in him. And so today we're going to continue on that journey of how to build a life in Jesus. Let me ask a question. Have you ever been in crazy love? Okay. Crazy, crazy love. All the married people said amen, right? Yeah, everyone's like, oh, gosh, I don't know. Is this a trick question? Uh, put up that first picture. Hey, look at that. Woo! That was a minute ago. Let's just say that. A little bit. Uh, that's Jess. Um, those were a couple of our leaders. It looks like I'm a pimp in this picture. You know what I mean? Like, like, who are all these other women? You know what I mean? Love, I just loved the short hair days of Jess. It was good. She was super tan, and I loved it. Super tan, okay? <laughs> Next picture. Uh, that was our first Christmas at her house. Look at how kind she was, okay? Look how kind she was. Fall asleep. She's holding my hand as I'm sleeping. You know what I mean? If I tried doing this on a Sunday afternoon after church, it'd be like, what are you doing? What is going wrong? All right, next picture, next picture. This is uh, the night we uh, got engaged. Look at those tips. Back streak, back, all right. You know what I mean? Okay. Great night. I decorated this whole entire loft. I mean, we had rose petals. We had candles. We had lights. All the single men said amen, right? You learn from your elders, okay? All right, next picture. Uh, Dang it, I knew I'd do that. 
Um, this is the day we got married. Uh, that's Baba and Papa. Baba, are you here? I love you. Um, that's Papa. He's in heaven. Can't wait to see him. Can't wait to talk to him. It's a great day. Um, sorry. I knew I'd do that. Um, I want to show you those pictures. You can take them out. This is just a season that we were like just crazy in love. And um, we were doing long distance. And uh, how many know long distance is not easy and it's not hard? It's hard, okay? It's hard. Um, and it was super hard uh, before like cell phones and texting and, uh, you know, being able to see each other on video. Um, all we had was telephones, okay? In uh, a thing called long distance. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Long distance, okay? And long distance telephone bills, okay? All right? Uh, and, and I was an intern. I made zero money. I made $50 a week at that time. And after tax and tithe, it was $43.05, okay? I remember my paychecks, okay? And um, we were doing long distance, and um, I worked at the church all the time. And I remember calling Jess like every night, and we would just talk for hours. And I'm like, I would do anything, anything to go back in time and watch one of those conversations now. You know what I mean? Just like, I would love to know what we talked about for endless hours. And um, I remember one day, uh, our pastor like pulled all the interns into the office and said, um, hey, we have this like outrageous long distance telephone bill. You know what I mean? Uh, right now. And we want to know like, we know one of you is responsible for it. Who's responsible for it? I'm like, there's no way that I am saying that I am responsible for this. And I remember, like, we had to meet with our pastor, like, one-on-one about, like, have you been using the phone? Like, it was an investigation. You ever been in a part of an investigation? I remember I got into the room, and my heart is just, like, pounding in my church, in my chest. And I'm like, don't sweat, don't sweat. He was like have you been using the telephone? I'm like, no, pastor. I promise I have been at the church late at night and I've been in the sanctuary praying and I've even fell asleep on the stairs. How many of you know you will lie when you are in love, okay? When you are in love, you will do some crazy, dumb things, okay? Where am I going with this? At that time of my life, Jess was my source, She was everything. And I would think constantly about how can I spend 24-7 with her? How can I get married sooner? How can we move along life? I want to be with her all the time. But don't you know that a lot of us have learned that that's just a feeling? Amen? Amen? It's just a feeling. It's just a moment. And we don't build a life on feelings and moments. Can I get an amen from somebody today, okay? Life's not built on feelings. Life's not built on just seasons, okay? We ask the question, why is there so many divorces? Why are people so addicted to things? Why do we have FOMO? You know, we have fear of missing out all the time. Why is this happening in our lives? And the answer is this, because we are searching 
for the source. We're searching our lives are searching to find the source. So either our life is in a perpetual state of searching to find the source, aka Jesus, because that's how God designed you. You have this hole inside of you, and the hole is Jesus. Until you fill it with Jesus, you go from, you know, buying this house to taking this trip to getting this promotion. You're fine. You're trying to find life. You're trying to find a source to satisfy your soul. But even sometimes when we find the source, when we find Jesus, we don't connect all the pieces of our life to him to satisfy, right? Go with me to John chapter 15, okay? John 15, we're going to look at verse 1. We're going to go all the way through to verse 11, okay? And I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. If you don't have it, it's okay. We'll have it on the screen for you, okay? Verse 1, it says this, I am the true sprouting vine. This is Jesus talking about himself. And my father who tends the vine, uh, and, my, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. What is he talking about, okay? He's talking about the Trinity, okay? The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have God the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and we have the Holy Spirit. That's what you feel in this room. When we're in the presence of God, you feel the power of the Holy Spirit. And they manifest all of God's nature, okay? So Jesus is saying, I'm the vine. The farmer is my father. Verse 2, he cares for the branches. Um, he cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping them up, fruitful branches, and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. Verse 4. So you must remain in life union with me. Jesus is saying you got to remain in union with me. For I remain in life union with you. For a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit. So your life will be fruitless unless you live in intimacy joined to me. Verse 5. I'm the sprouting vine and you are my branches. And as you live in union with me, as your source, faithfulness will stream from you. But when you live separate from me, you are powerless. Powerless to do what? To produce faithfulness. And we'll talk about what God's talking about is true faithfulness. Okay? Verse 6. If a person is separated from me, he is disregarded. I know we don't like to talk in 2020 about the realities of, like, heaven and hell. But they're real. And God never designed man to be separate from him. God designed man to inherit the kingdom of heaven, to inherit heaven. But I'm not going to live, and I'm definitely not going to preach this word that allows us all to believe that everybody goes to heaven. It's just not true. So Jesus says they're disregarded as branches that are gathered up and thrown into a fire to be burned. Now, let me say this also on that topic. That is not to bring fear. I am not a fear church, okay? I don't believe in it, okay? Fear drives people farther away from God, okay? It's the love of God that brings us close to him. Okay? So what Jesus is talking about, he's talking about relationship and being close to him in his love, okay? not in fear. Okay? Verse 7, 
But if you live in life union with me and my words are, are my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you want and desire, and it will be done. Verse 8, when your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are mature disciples who glorify my Father. Verse 9, I love each of you the same, with the same love that the Father loves you. You must continually let my love nourish your heart. What is Jesus talking about? He's talking about how to build a life on him. Last week, we talked about building our life on the rock, not on sand. That when we build our life on sand, there's no foundation. But when we live in Jesus and build our life on him, he is a rock. He is a firm foundation because the storms of life are coming. Right? They're coming. You might not be in one today, but I promise you, you will be in one in 2020. And either you will get washed away in the storm, or you will stand firmly upon the rock, which is Jesus. So Jesus is talking about life. What is Jesus talking about life in what sense? He's talking about life in every sense. He's talking about life in your job. That your job can be something that can glorify him. And that the way that you work at your job can glorify him. And that you don't have to work outside of God's plans to get ahead. But if you work inside of God's plan, God has a great plan to get you ahead in your job. Amen? Anybody want to get ahead? Oh, gosh, that's the saddest want to get ahead I've ever heard. I don't know about you, but I like making money. Do you like making money? Would you like to make some more money? Yeah, do you think God has a plan to help you make some more money? Amen, right? He wants to be a part of your friendships, especially young ones here, young ones. Listen to me, okay? Listen. You will be who you hang out with. It's just the truth, okay? You hang out with people that do stupid things, you will do stupid things. Ask me how I know. I did a lot of stupid things. Amen? God wants to be a part of your friendships. Even some of us adults, we got some friendships that we may need to think about in 2020. Right? Some friendships that aren't life-producing. God wants to be a part of your marriage. Right? You think God has some wisdom on how to treat your spouse? How to honor each other? How to not live in strife, to not live in anger, not live in bitterness? That you could actually be the couples that you look at and you go, barf, I hate that couple. They are so perfect. You know what I mean? Maybe it could be you, right? Maybe you could have an amazing marriage. God wants to be a part of your money. He doesn't want you to be at the bottom. He wants you to be the top. Listen, I believe that we are blessed to be a blessing at Elevate Church. I am blessed to be a blessing because I have connected my money to the kingdom of God. I don't give a care. I almost said a bad word, okay? We're live streaming too. Better cut that out, Matt. You better cut that out. I don't give a care what the economy does. I don't care what president gets elected, right? I mean, I do, but I don't. Listen, my money's not attached to this world. My money is attached to the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God ain't broke in Jesus' name. So I'm never going to be broke. Elevate Church is never going to be broke. 
okay? He wants to be a part of your decision where to go to college, right? Like going to the right colleges makes a big deal in life. It's a huge choice. You want to go to the right college, who you're going to marry. I mean, it goes on and on. God goes, I want to be a part of every part of your life. And I want to produce good things in every part of your life. If you'll let me. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. Verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I want God's future. I want God's hope for my life. But it goes on to say this. In those days, you will pray. Why will you pray? And why will you listen when you pray? So you can hear about God's plans for your life. Right? He knows the plans, he said. I know the plans. And if you look for me wholeheartedly, it says, you will find me. God's not hiding from you. God's not hiding his plans from you. Okay? It's more about are we running from God's plans? Are we running from the voice of God? That would bring wisdom and understanding. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9 says this, I pray that your love will overflow more and more, that you will keep growing in the knowledge and the understanding. Verse 10, for I want you to understand what really matters. What really matters. There may be some things in our life that we're doing that we think really matter, but really don't matter. And I want to get in front of Jesus someday. And I want him to go, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen? So we're going to do something. We've never done this in service before, but I felt like the Lord wanted us to do this, okay? Um, if you're with your spouse, grab your spouse's hand, okay? If you're not with your spouse, you're sitting next to somebody that looks really nice, maybe grab their hand. You know what I mean? You might, might find somebody today. You never know, okay? All right? <laughs> If you're by yourself, that's okay. We're going to do this. We're going to pray together, okay? And I'm going, to, I'm going to give you the words of prayer. So everybody close your eyes. You don't have to bow your heads. I hate when we bow our heads. It's like shameful. It's like, oh, God, I'm the worst person ever. Oh, God, don't strike me down. No, don't bow your heads, okay? It's an old religious thing, okay? Just close your eyes. Focus on Jesus. Say this. Say, God. Here, let's start this over. Say, God. I pray for wisdom and insight so that I might grow in your knowledge. I pray that your light illuminates my eyes and my imagination. Flood me with your light and your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Right? What are we doing? We're letting the Holy Spirit come in to speak to us, okay? So truth number one today is this. You must remain in life union with Jesus. You got to remain, okay? So I have this plant. It's a pretty plant. It's a big plant. It is. It's like a tree. Try to... There we go. Okay. Pretty plant, okay? Now, how many of you know that if we just left this plant on the stage for the next five, six, seven weeks, 
and we never touched this plant. We didn't water this plant. We did nothing for this plant. We would come week by week, and we would see what? This plant dying, right? Because it's not connected to life. There's nothing that's going to connect it. So I was actually on Instagram, and I saw this on Instagram. Sometimes the social media is good for a few things, okay? And I saw this thing on Instagram, and it said this. When you go on a trip, okay, when you go on a trip, the, Matt, come here real quick. Tie this end to the tree. that you can tie a piece of rope to your plant, okay? So let's say you go on vacation. You're going to be gone for a couple weeks, and you're like, I don't want my plants to die. This is why we buy fake plants, because they always die, you know what I mean? That you can tie a rope to the tree, okay? And then you can have what? A source, right? Water, something that's going to bring life to this plant. And all you have to do is what? Just drop this into the water. And during the next couple weeks, what will happen? The water will soak through the rope and connect to the tree and water the tree. And your plant won't die when you're on vacation. Everybody's like, oh my gosh. You're like, I had learned something really cool at church today. That's amazing. Thank God for church, you know? Right? What, what am I showing you? This tree's gotta be connected to a source. The source. Right? You think your job is the source. Let me tell you, it's not the source. Your job could go away like this. Right? I've seen companies collapse in weeks. Your paycheck can go away like this. You think your source is your bank account. You think your source is... Is your, you know, addiction, you think you're source. But Jesus is going, I'm the source. I'm the living water. Remember the woman at the well? She's looking for a source, right? And Jesus tells her, you've been with five different sources, right? That's what he's really saying. He's saying, I know you've been sleeping around, but you're just looking for a source. You're just looking for somebody to satisfy your soul. And Jesus comes to her and he says, I'm the life. I'm living water. I'm here to satisfy your soul. Amen? But Jesus says what? We got to be connected. We got to stay connected. So how do we stay connected? Well, things like the Bible plan, right? I know that sometimes we're like, oh, it feels like third grade. We're going back to school. It's homework, you know? Boo that, you know? I Listen, I hated homework growing up, okay? But listen, the Bible plan is there to feed your soul each day. 
I mean, what's it going to take? 10, 15 minutes? It's going to feed your soul. You're going to understand who God is. You're going to see the goodness of God. Your faith is going to grow. You're connected to the source. You need the word of God. How else do we stay connected? We make elevator priority. Just make it a priority. Right? Fourth week in a row, right? Idea. I was praying. Yeah, I'm so excited. I am so, you have no idea. I was praying for you guys this week. I'm just so excited. Four weeks in a row, making it a priority. How awesome is that in Jesus' name? You make Jesus a priority. You go, I got to be at church. I got to get fed. I got to get the word. You make dinner party a priority. You need relationships. You need godly relationships. You need people that are going in the right direction of life. People that if you have a hardship, you have a hard time, will pray for you. You know, my favorite part of dinner parties is the very end of dinner parties when we pray for each other. People are going through hard things, and we pray for each other. And I've even heard stories. We had a story of somebody that needed a car, and we were praying for somebody that needed a car. And somebody that was at the dinner party that night just had an extra car, and they just blessed that person with the car. But if they wouldn't have been at dinner party, they wouldn't have gotten the car. <laughs> right? I'm not saying you're going to get a car every time you go to dinner party, all right? But you need relationships. You need connection. You need this, okay? You need to serve. Listen, when you serve in the church, you connect with other people. The chances of you leaving the church, leaving God's plans for your life, diminish greatly when you're serving because you're connected, okay? We got to learn how to talk to God. Next weekend, we're going to talk about how do we talk to God. We're going to talk about prayer. Have you ever been in like a circle of people and you're like, Hey, John, will you pray? And they look like they have excruciating diarrhea at that moment. You know what I mean? They're just like, I would rather have diarrhea at this moment than be in this circle and pray. You know what I mean? Right? Why? We don't know how to talk to God. We're like, how do you talk to God? You know? Can we get the King James out and, you know, throw some these and thas and, you know what I mean? Like, how do we talk to God? We're going to talk about it next week. But this is how we stay connected to the source. Truth number two is this. Fruitfulness. It said when we are connected to the source, it will produce fruitfulness in our life. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 23 says this. The cravings of a self-life. Self-life. Meaning the world revolves around you. Your ego, your selfishness, your ego, I do not need God. And there are plenty of people in this world that go, you know what? I got this. I don't need God. I'll do it on my own. It says, it says the cravings of a self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who... Get in your way. Senseless arguments. Resentment when others are favored. Temper tantrums. Angry quarrels. Only thinking of yourself. Being in love with your own opinion. Amen. Who does? Being envious when others are blessed. 
murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and other similar behaviors. And he says this, haven't you already been warned that when you use your freedom, what is he talking about freedom? He's talking about free will. You have free will. You can do whatever you want today. It's the greatest gift God ever gave to you. You can choose to serve him or you can choose to do whatever you want. He says when you use your freedom for these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Listen, I believe in grace, and I am thankful for grace because I am an idiot, okay, a lot. But I want to inherit the kingdom of God. Amen? I hope you do. But it says this in verse 22, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit, being connected to the source, when you are connected to the source, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit will do this in your life. This is what it says. Divine love and various expressions. Meaning you will learn to love people. Okay? I was at, me and Matt were at lunch the other day. Matt the Miller's Tavern uh, place. They have great fish and chips, okay? I went into the bathroom. I had a big sign in the wall. It said, I drink so that other people are interesting to me. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. You know what I mean? What do we need? We need to learn how to love people. We need to learn how to walk in love towards other people. It says this, that, that joy will overflow out of you. Peace that subdues. That you'll bring peace to situations, not make them crazy hot. You'll bring peace to it. Kindness in every action. Life full of virtue. Faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. What is the fruitfulness that God is talking about? He's talking about this right here, right? This is what he's talking about, that you are full of love, you're full of kindness, you're full of peace, you're full of gentleness, you're full of strength. When you are connected to the source, this is what he produces in your life. He brings this out of you. It's not something you have to force. It's something that he will work in you and through you. And then the third truth we look at is this, that God says that he prunes. Matt? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Have you ever seen pruning shears? (laughs) They are scary and wicked, okay? They are crazy. There is a movie called Man Apart where Denzel Washington, like, ties somebody's hands to a steering wheel and is asking him to give the truth, and he's snipping fingers off, and I'm just like, oh, Jesus. Whoa. Okay. This is what John 15, verse 2 says. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. I don't know about you, but I know that sometimes I have some dead limbs on me some dead attitudes, some dead perspectives, some dead thoughts, some dead things that God needs to prune out of my life. It says he prunes the branches that does not bear fruit so that they will produce even more fruit. Now, when we hear this, we can think about this in a few different ways. The first way we can think about is this. That sounds painful, and I'm out. Right? Yep. 
Yep. We love the grace of God, and we love serving God when it's like love, love, love. The moment that God goes, hey, let's prune something, we're like, ooh, I'm not about that, God. I'm not about that thing, okay? What are you really saying? You're saying, I like darkness. I enjoy my darkness, God. I'm okay with having darkness. And what we're saying to God is this. Being envious, it's okay with me. I'm good with being envious. I'm good with gossiping. I'm good, God, with my addiction. I'm good, God, manipulating others. I'm good, God, with my pornography addiction. I'm good. That's painful, and I don't, I don't want anything that's painful. And the whole time, God's going, all I'm trying to do is help you. Right? It's like, uh, I don't want to go to a dentist because it's painful. All the dentist wanted, wants to do is help you. Because the dentist knows if he doesn't help you or she doesn't help you, there is a world of hurt coming down the road, right? And that's how God sees our lives. And he's going, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to protect you. That's all I'm doing. The second way that we can see it is this. God is love. I love seeing the people with, like, tattoos on them, like, God is love. You know what I mean? And, and, and we have this view that, like, God loves me for who I am. God loves me for me. He's good with just me. Like, God is a love-sick boyfriend. You know what I mean? That's like, I just need you all the time, no matter what you look like. I don't care. I just need you. Look at your neighbor and say, that's wrong. Oh, that was weak. That was weak. Say, that is wrong. That is wrong. Listen, listen. Look. Yes, God is love. Okay? Yes, God loves you exceptionally. His grace abounds to you. But God is what? God is holy. God is just. God is righteous. And if you believe for one minute that God is good with your sin and your sin stain, you are deceived. Okay? God loved you so much, he sent Jesus to die on the cross to what? Empower you with grace so that you can overcome your sin. Amen? That's why God gave, gave us Jesus so that we can be victorious. God doesn't want to just love us for who we are. God goes, I know who you are, but that is a byproduct of a fallen world. Right? Correct? The third way we can see it is this, okay? That God's angry with me. And I think a lot of us see it this way. Like God's angry and he's frustrated at me, so he's got to come and cut, right? I don't know about you, but when somebody's angry with me, I don't want to spend time with them, right? I avoid those people. I will do anything not to have a conversation with that person. So when we believe the lie that God is angry with us, 
That's exactly what the enemy wants because he knows what? You will stop coming to church. You won't go to a dinner party. You will leave relationships that are good and healthy for you. You'll stop reading the word. You'll, you'll run away from God because you think God is angry at me. He's frustrated at me. And because he's frustrated at me, he wants to, he wants to teach me a lesson. No, listen, look. No, good fathers do what? They teach their children. Okay? So what God really wants to do sometimes is just teach us some stuff. Now, listen, okay? Now, I feel for the boy, okay? His name is Michael Workmeister, my oldest son. He's 14. He sits on this front row every single week. He is such a good kid, okay? He's loving Jesus, praising the Lord, and I talk about him all the time in service, okay? I feel for the boy. Can we all go, oh, Michael, you know what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. Look, now, look, I'm going to share a quick story, okay? So the other day, Michael comes to us, and he's talking about some stuff that he wants for his studio. He's making music. Okay? He's making good music, music that we're like going to start playing before service, and, and we're going to start making some music to use in worship, and like kids got anointing talent, okay? So as a father, I want to what? Bless my kids. I want to help them, right? But I also need to do what? Teach him responsibility, Correct? I need to teach my kids in every situation in life how to respond correctly, how God would want them to respond correctly. So it's this kid's job to take out the trash in Jesus' name. I have graduated from that job in Jesus' name, okay? I'm thankful I've graduated from that job. When I was growing up, we had a long gravel driveway, and the winter would get icy, and we'd have to, like, drag these cans down the driveway and put them out, okay? We don't even have a long driveway, okay? But this kid has that job, okay? So we go away on a weekend. It's a Sunday. We're not there to go, hey, Michael, take out the trash. You know what I mean? Right? Okay? So what happened? The trash doesn't go out. The next weekend, he puts out the trash, okay? We look like the Beverly Hillbillies, okay? I mean, it's just like, it's just like rolls and mountains of trash and debris out there, you know what I mean? And, and now he wants something, right? What does a good father do? Now, you guys show me how to, you can learn how to be responsible. I'm not, I'm not reminding you ever again. You can set a reminder on your phone. You can put it up on the mirror in the bathroom. <laughs> you can figure it out. It's, I, I'm not being mean to him. I want him to be responsible. I want him to know how to work at a job someday and get there on time and do his job well and be responsible. Right? Listen, I'm not going to give him a car someday until he can show me that he can use this tool responsibly. Right? So God is not, I mean, God, he's a God that goes, what? I want to teach you some stuff. I want to show you some stuff. So verse 2, it said, God, the Father, prunes the branches that do not prepare, produce fruit, produce even more. Okay? So what is God doing? Okay? So let's take one of the virtues, the faithfulness virtues. Okay? God says, peace that subdues. Okay? Well, 
when we had the women's conference, we had this day that we set up for the women's conference. Farrah remembers. This was a Monday, okay? I'm not usually too happy on Monday. I always have kind of a bad attitude. And I had a little bit of an attitude on this Monday. And we came in, and we were talking that Monday, okay? We were talking about somebody who had left a bad review on Google. And you think that's not a big deal, but it's a huge deal, okay? People read reviews on Google. And this person is left a bad review on Google. And what happened? I had a temper tantrum. Right? Said a couple four-letter words, you know what I mean? Made sure everybody knew how mad I was, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know, yelling at Drew, figure out how to take this off Google. Call Google, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, Find this person. Where do they live? Right? What am I doing? I have a temper tantrum. Right? So what does God do? He goes, we got to cut that off. Right? He's like, listen, we got to get in there, and we got to cut that off. We got to cut off temper tantrums. So the Lord dealt with my heart. He's like, come on, man. You ever watch football? They have that episode called, come on, man. Like, come on, man. What's wrong with you? You can't live like this anymore. We got to throw that dead branch where? Into the fire. Got to get rid of it. So then you know what happened since then? I've had three more times, three more times that I've had to deal with minutia. Do you know what minutia is? It's poop, okay? It's just poop, poop in the church, just junk in the church, okay? Like people, you know, angry at each other, poop, you know what I mean? People, I don't like serving in this place. I don't like serving in this area with this person. It's poop, okay? It's minutia. And what did I have to do? I had to have peace, right? Not a temper tantrum, right? Not get angry. I have to show God, God, I'm growing with you. I'm not going to react how I shouldn't. I'm going to react in your grace. Or how about this, okay? Being in love with your own opinions. There's a saying that says this, a happy life means this, a happy wife. Okay? All the men said amen, okay? All right. Listen, I didn't take that class, all right? (laughs) Whatever marriage counseling class that was, I forgot to take that class, okay? All right? Because I'm in love with my opinion. I'm in love with my thoughts. I'm in love with the idea that I'm always right in our marriage. I will say sorry to anybody in the church. I will say sorry to anybody else in this life. But for me sometimes to say sorry to my wife, I would rather cut myself, okay? I promise you, all right? Right? Because you think you're right. I know I'm right. Well, what does God do? God goes, we got to cut that. We got to get rid of that. Look, it's a big one. So you, feel, you hear how meaty that was? Look, that's a meat on the bone, you know what I mean? He's like, we're digging deep today, you know. Got to throw that out, right? I need you to learn how to be kind. 
Be kind to your wife. Say you're sorry to her when you make a mistake. Don't think that you're always right. How about kindness? Just being kind. Right? It's a virtue, faithfulness. It flows from the Holy Spirit. Kindness. Listen, let me say this. And I've, I've said this before, okay? When I am kind to my wife, that's a good day for Pastor Jeff in Jesus' name, okay? When I clean the bathroom, woo-wee, it's a good day for Pastor Jeff in Jesus' name, okay? Right? When I'm kind to people, right, good things come. And sometimes I'm just a mean, grumpy man, you know what I mean? So those days, I wake up. You know, you just wake up and you're like, I don't even know why I'm angry, but I'm angry, okay? And everybody's getting it, you know? God goes, what? We got to cut that off, right? God's not mad. God's not frustrated. God's going, I want you to live the blessed life I intended for you. I want your marriage blessed. I want your job blessed. If you'll learn how to respond to your boss correctly, you'll get that promotion you're wanting. But you just don't respond correctly. See, God's not frustrated. He wants to bless you. Do we have those cards? Is Drew out there? You got them, Shannon? Okay. Listen, everybody is about to get a card, okay? And um, we've said this. We're going into a season of prayer and fasting. Okay. Why do I keep pointing this? Like somebody's like, oh, gosh, is he pointing at me? Is he going to cut me? <laughs> okay, we're going to go into a season of prayer and fasting starting next Sunday. Okay, can I have one of those, Shannon? We are going to start prayer and fasting for next 21 days. Okay? Uh, every, every Wednesday and Thursday night during the, these three weeks of prayer and fasting, we're going to have the church open those nights at 7 o'clock. We're going to do worship and not live band, but we're going to have worship and we're going to pray. Okay? Listen, I encourage you, come. Come, come. Listen, I don't care if there's four people here to pray. I'll pray, but I don't want to pray with four people. I want to pray with 50 people. I want to pray with 60 people. I want to give faith behind this, okay? So we're going to have a season of prayer and fasting, okay? On the back of this card, it says this. What are you believing for and what are you fasting, okay? I want you to take this card home, and I want you to talk to the Lord. God, what do you want me to believe, and what are some things maybe God during this season of fasting that you want to cut off? What's some things that maybe need to change in my life? Holy Spirit, what's some things that you need to deal with during these 21 days of prayer and fasting that I can seek you and find victory through the power of the Holy Spirit? Amen? So here's what we're going to do. You're going to take this card, you're going to pray, you're going to fill it out, okay? And you're going to bring it back, okay? And Next Sunday, we're going to create this beautiful wall back there, 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we're going to put these cards up, okay? We're going to put them up on the wall, okay? And then we're going to have them for when we come together and we pray. We're going to pray for each other. We're going to believe for each other. We're going to let go of some things. We're going to trust God in 2020 to do some amazing things in our life and in our soul. Amen? Amen. It's going to be a great time. Why don't you stand up this morning, okay? Isn't the word of God good? Yeah. Isn't God faithful? 
Amen. Okay? God loves you. Okay? He cares deeply for you. He wants the best for your life. Okay? He wants you, remember what verse 2 said, he wants you to produce even more fruit. Okay? So sometimes, like, when he told me to give to the pregnancy center, he wants to produce more fruit in Elevate Church. Amen? But I got to be faithful to go, God, what are you doing? What are you saying? Amen? Why don't you grab a hand, somebody next to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, we release it. Holy Spirit, you hear directly from the throne of heaven. God, we're asking that you speak to our souls about things that need to be cut off, things that need to be put away, things that, that need to be let go, things that we need to trust you with. God, I pray that you would speak clearly, directly. Help us to understand your heart, your desires, your will. God, I pray that you give us great vision and dreams of things to believe for in 2020. That we'll see you do supernatural things in our job, in our marriages, in our lives, with our kids, with our, with our hopes, our dreams. God, that you will supernaturally exceed our expectations in 2020. God, we're so excited about this season to make sacrifices for you. Excited about the season to pray. Excited about the season to seek you. Excited about the season to put you first and foremost in our life. God, we trust you. And we are going to become people of obedience for you, Jesus. We love you. I bless your people. I pray you fill them with your grace, your blessing, your goodness. Surround them with a the shield of favor this week. We thank you, God, for your love and your protection. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody agreed. said, amen. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.